0: The Bronx Podcast. Uh, My name is Austin. I'm joined here with my co-host, Ian. Good evening. And Kevin. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am excited because uh, we are coming off of a win. We're recording this on uh, December the 15th. It is a Tuesday following the Broncos' uh, win over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, And more importantly... Potentially, Drew Locke's best game of his young career, uh, and we're uh, definitely wanting to uh, to talk about that and get into details with that, as well as just the rest of the performances in this game, and uh, and what you know what we can expect or at least hope for in the in the in the future. So, um, let's get right into it, um, Kevin. We'll start with you. Um, I do want to kind of get just your thoughts of uh, this game against the Panthers as well as Drew Locke's performance and any other performances that you want to highlight. I know we were already talking a little bit off the air
1: about them. So uh, why don't you just take it away? Okay. So, yes, as a fairly vocal Drew Locke supporter through thick and thin, been mainly thin in his young career, it does (laughs) feel good to be able yeah. to say, man, that guy played lights out. Um, yeah. So to, to backtrack a little bit on Locke, sort of big picture perspective, then I'll drill down a little bit on, on the game. Uh, but, you know, my optimism regarding Drew Locke is in part my nature, um, to be optimistic and hopeful, in part due to the fact that we have... Had a terrible time with quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired. We have not found a franchise guy. It is really, really hard in the NFL to find a franchise quarterback. A true franchise, yeah. A true franchise guy. And number three, what I see in Locke, what I saw early on, was elite talent. There's not a lot of guys that have his size, his speed, his arm talent tangibles that kind of jump off the screen and apparently from everything we've read and heard the intangibles. So you see flashes of elite talent and it is alluring, but then you see the struggles of a young quarterback mm-hmm. who seems to have difficulty reading defenses and going through his progressions and making good decisions And then you sort of balance this against the skill set. and You say, well, look, we haven't had a quarterback with this kind of skill set, quite frankly, since John Elway in terms of physical skills. Um, He seems like an intelligent guy. He's not Vince Young or Paxton Lynch, IQ-wise. Two nice guys, I'm sure, but both had difficulty with the playbook. He seems bright. He seems intelligent, has leadership skills. What we needed to see was a big game to prove this guy can do it. So Mm -hmm. this game, you know, he he had some deep balls, accurate deep balls for touchdowns, checkdowns, audibles, um, showed elusiveness in the pocket. I mean, all the boxes that you would want to check, he checked in this game. And he ended up with the third-highest QBR in Broncos franchise history at 149.5. The top five single-game QBRs, two of them Peyton Manning, two of them John Elway. Right? So you got lock. He's got good company. It is a single game. He may come back this week and struggle a little bit. Mm-hmm. That doesn't negate what happened. I think the people – who had legitimate concerns about Locke um, should be crossing their fingers right now and saying, man, I hope I was wrong because what I saw is exactly what we need. He's shown he has the ability. What I saw was a quarterback who the light bulb started to go off a little bit. Like the game started to slow down. Apparently he took some advice from Ripien, Ripon and Elway. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And they both said, paraphrasing, take the easy stuff. Look for the checkdowns. Um, take what the defense has given you. That's going to open up the long game. Drew Locke has a mentality. He's a gunslinger, as we've talked about. He wants to go deep. He's looking for the big play. Maybe this was the game. He started to understand what it really takes to be a professional quarterback. You can't throw one, two picks a game. You're not going to mm-hmm. make it. you got to play smart. you got to spread the ball around. And you got to keep moving the ball downfield. It was a masterpiece. Okay? So um, he's sort of proven he can do it. He's got the skill set. Now, and by the way, he was greatly assisted by a good game plan. We saw Mm -hmm. screens. We saw flare passes. We saw a tight end screen that almost went for a touchdown. So the game planning certainly helped him and his young receivers and the two backup tight ends and the running backs. I mean, a lot of things. We had a patchwork offensive line that did a reasonably good job. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, even for the most fervent doubters of Locke, I think it should have improved the hope meter. You know, maybe. Mm Maybe. Maybe now there's been some comparisons of Locke and um, Josh Allen. Um, yeah. In in all comparisons, you can poke holes in, and the, you know there's all kinds of different variables that you can't always account for in a simple comparison. But but if you look at Allen, they were both highly regarded quarterbacks coming out of college, big arms, gunslingers, physical guys, a lot of good attributes. It took Allen into his third season until things started to click. He's in his third season now. He never had a 300-yard game until his third season. So, you know, he has some good coaching, and things started to click. Let's hope – and I'm not overstating it. I'm not saying Locke's the franchise guy because of this. I'm saying that this is a really hopeful sign and that if we can get coaching staff, specifically Shermer, the offensive game plan, and Locke, In sync, and Locke starts to understand he doesn't need to be the mad bomber and he can start playing smart football. Listen to his backup quarterback, who's probably going to be a future offensive coordinator himself. He doesn't have the skill set necessarily to be a starting quarterback, but what a great backup quarterback! Um, who seems to, uh, Locke seems to trust to give him some good advice, an extra pair of eyes, kind of like Kubiak was for Elway, which I think, um, Austin, you brought up on a podcast. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, overall, good effort. And the final thing I'd say is um, it gives me a little bit more confidence about Vic Fangio. I mean, this team, beyond decimated with injuries, but once again, they came to play. The defense held up. I, I, I have no idea how. Uh, is, oh, is, yeah. Yeah. Is, I have no idea how they did it, but they held up. Patchwork offensive line, like I mentioned. The guys came to play. And then Dotson, is it Dotson or Dobson, the right tackle? DeMar Dotson. Uh, Yeah, take this for what it's worth. Um, It's just a comment, and who knows what his motivation was. But he was interviewed recently, and this is like a 12-year NFL veteran. He's played on Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but as you guys know, there's rostered significant roster changes every year. And they've had multiple coaches during his tenure in Tampa Bay. He said this is the best locker room he's ever been in. I saw that. Broncos locker room. That mm-hmm. speaks volumes about some of, the, some of the veterans on the team. We don't have a lot. We're a very young team. But it also mm-hmm. speaks volumes of the coaching staff. And I saw Fangio interviewed today. And he was asked about the team being decimated with injuries. And in his career, has he ever seen anything this bad? He goes. Um, he goes, I don't know. My memory is not that good. It's like, I'm not quite sure. And he just moved on. I could have used the excuse. He doesn't use it as an excuse. I think that that speaks volumes about his character and his mindset. He's just moving forward. He's not feeling sorry for himself. He's not giving himself an excuse. And I think that attitude permeates with the team. So great victory and uh, bring on Buffalo.
0: So let me jump in here just because – Largely, a lot of your points were, were made at me because I am, if you've listened to this podcast, I'm one of the detractors. I'm one of the uh, critics of Drew Locke. I'm I'm one of those uh, that doesn't have as much hope in Drew Locke. But, with that being said, I want to be wrong. I really, really, really hope that I'm wrong. When I see him put out a good game, I'm not... I'm not upset because it's not in line with what I thought. I'm happy because this is the Broncos and I want the Broncos to succeed, uh, especially if they draft the quarterback and they get a guy who has the potential to be a, uh, you know, a, a, you know, franchise guy or at least a high quality starter. Um, I'm, I'm excited about that. So I was very happy to see this game. Very happy to see Drew Locke uh, put on a good performance. I mean, uh, we saw it last year in his game against Houston um, that his ability is there. We saw it, you know, a quarter at a time, Some flashes, you know, earlier yeah. in this season, just like little tiny little bits and pieces. Uh, but for him to put on a full game, it's it's the only, only second time in his career that he's put together truly a, a full game of, you know, quality, high, high, high quality uh, quarterback play. And um, as you stated, you know, ranks uh ranks 3rd in Broncos history as far as a uh, quarterback rating is concerned uh for a single game. So, very happy to see this and 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 and, and specifically some of the things that uh that I really liked that I, that I saw from him was uh and I I know I posted and and told you guys about these that I saw um outside of the podcast, but you know, Audibleing being able to see see what the defense was trying to do before the play and making a change. I saw him do it on two separate occasions in this game. I saw him check to a run play. I don't know if it was a pass play prior or maybe it was a run to a different direction, but I saw him check to a run play that ended up getting, I don't know, eight or nine yards. It wasn't a huge gain, but just seeing him recognize what the defense was trying to do before the snap makes the adjustment. And then on KJ Hamler's first touchdown down the, the right sideline, um, he audibled that play uh, called Hot Route and, and you know, essentially told K.J. Hamler to run the go route. <clears throat> and what's even more is on that play, as we've seen in, in, in his young career so far, K.J. Hamler, or not K.J. Hamler, but Drew Locke has a tendency to lock, no pun intended, lock into his first read. You know, he stares down his first read. But on this play, I saw him hold the safety in the middle of the field before bringing his eyes back to Hamler and throwing it deep. Because if you saw, there there was safety help over the top on that play uh, that was just late getting to that side of the field, and that was because Drew Locke held the safety to the other side of the field. So that was th- those two things were just huge in terms of um, seeing some of those things uh, start to develop, at least in his mental side of the game. Because the mental side of the game is the only – you know, he can make all the throws. He's got the arm, the physical talent. That's That goes without saying. You know, those things are definitely present. Um, and I just, you know, if he continues this, trust me, it's not going to take long for me to become a believer again. I do want to see it for more than a game at a time. I do want to see it for more than, you know, one game per season. Of course, he's young. There's there's no, uh, no denying that. But, you know, if he puts on, you know, another game or two uh, of – High quality performance doesn't necessarily have to be four touchdowns, no picks, but high quality performance uh, over the last couple games of the season. Then uh, then I may very well be be back on board. It's just, you know, how much evidence we had of him not being able to do these things is why I was like, I'd be very surprised if I saw him turn it around. But well, I think I, I want to be surprised. I, I,
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. There's a lot of reasons to have concerns. There's no question about it. So I I think your assessment was well-founded, well-researched. You know what you're talking about. But I think – and by the way, you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that struggle that you never hear from again, right? So the odds are a guy who's struggling is probably not going to make it. But, but, you know, the thing that – if you look at the last three games – the last three games are drew Locke's best three Q, uh, QBR uh, rated games uh, quarterback ratings in uh, the last three games uh, cumulatively he's number four in the NFL in terms of QBR yeah. so yeah it, it means that he he's probably learning a little bit um, and he's starting to understand the game understand how to read defenses gaining some confidence et cetera so so we shall see but I really want to well, see I want to see him have a full Off season where he gets the reps, uh, year number two with the same offensive coordinator and system, and I want to see him with Cortland Sutton. Adley. Oh yeah, Cortland Sutton's going to be Adley.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But 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 just to kind of finish finish you know what my thoughts were. A couple, I think you know even obviously he had the injury early in the season, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think the injury has maybe played more of a role than than we thought it was going to uh since he returned week six um from that injury uh it's ra- it's it's this is per I think Graham Barfield on Twitter uh 50, 50 only 55 percent of Jerry Judy's targets have been rated as catchable that's dead last among 55 qualifying wide receivers in that span Tim Patrick ranks third from last at 61 percent and that's since he returned from the injury in week six. so uh, I I don't know, but I'm sure those numbers were better in the first week and a half, you know um, and I know they were better last year. Last year, his percentage of on target throws was I think almost 10 or 12 percent percentage points higher than they have been. This year, so I don't know if that injury, because obviously we've seen him kind of, you know, start throwing off his back foot and stuff again since that injury, where it wasn't as much of a problem last year. It uh, seemed to be tidied up a little bit, and I think that maybe that injury is playing a larger role than uh, than we would have thought. Um, obviously, it was it's not, to he's his, not still injured,
1: but I was to his what? throwing sh- throwing shoulder, right? Uh yeah, so who knows? He he doesn't seem to show any ill effects, but it's it's hard to say. And statistics can, can be misleading. Um, and also,
0: he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in regards to play action. He's ranked the third highest, uh, quarterback in the NFL in regards to throwing off of play no, action right. at, yeah. uh, one twenty three point eight. His QBR is off play action. Uh, the unfortunate alternate to that is he's. Last at fifty nine point five when there's no play action and he's and, and, and
1: reminder of course he's in his first full season as an uh, NFL so quarterback. I'm,
0: I'm just I'm just I'm just stating some facts I'm not I'm not uh, again I am hopeful at least much more so than I was this time last week um, I I want him to I want him to put it together. But I'm not going to ignore what what he has shown. I don't think it's wise to ignore what he has shown and just keep saying, "Well, he's a young quarterback." Um, you know, it, 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 here here's the, the the damning fact is is that the general consensus, other than me, I'm pretty much alone in this thinking. The general consensus is that Trevor Simeon was not a franchise quarterback, you know, and or or even really a a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's the general consensus. Uh. But he had more high-quality games in his first you know, first full season uh, of quarterbacking than Drew Locke has. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, having two good games in his first season is not necessarily saying he's figured it out. We hope that this is a sign of things to come and that this this week I saw things on the mental side of his game that I hadn't seen before. So those those were the big things for me is seeing those things on the mental side that we had not seen before. Pre play adjustments, reading the defense, holding the safety with his eyes, uh, those and taking what the defense gave him, you know. But yeah, I, I'm just I'm just here's the thing is I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the reality. I'm gonna talk about the hope and I'm gonna talk about the reality. I'm not gonna ignore the reality because he's a young quarterback. Ian, why don't you go ahead? Well, uh I'd say route of the day goes to Jerry
2: Judy on that deep pass.
0: <laughs> yes,
2: where that guy—I don't know who the defender was—but he has zero ACLs anymore.
0: Oh my god!
2: <laughs> I mean, it's he, he so completely faked the guy out. It was a great route. Um, kind of a kind of a bad throw by Drew Locke a little bit because it was supposed to be—it was—he threw it to the wrong shoulder. But, but uh, but Jerry but Judy.
0: Judy was that open, you know? Yeah, he he readjusted. <laughs> But
2: yeah. uh, I, that I was agree. An with,
0: unbelievable route. Oh, it was a great route. I was like, "That's what we drafted him." And 15, you see him do our, it like week in and week out to somebody.
1: It's it, yeah. Even
2: if he doesn't get the balls, there's somebody that's like holding their knees.
0: Like, I don't want to cover and, this guy. And another play that I saw. Well, here's the thing. I think people know. Even though Tim Patrick's had the season that he's had, he's had a good season. Obviously, because they're
2: putting people. They're doubling. Jared, teams Judy. are
0: still more worried. About Jerry Judy, when Jerry Judy came across, so on the big play to Tim Patrick, I think it was like a thirty yard, thirty eight yeah. yard completion or right. something like that. When uh, Jerry Judy came across, five defenders followed him across the field. Oh, yeah, and so Tim Patrick had nobody on him. Everyone's worried about Jerry Judy. We've seen what they he can know do with the his talent with That guy, that guy's yeah. ridiculous. It's, un- it's it, unreal what it? he can do with his route running.
2: Um, big ups to Calvin Anderson who who came in there. Um... Man. As yeah. a left tackle. As a left tackle. Yep. Uh, yeah, he held, great. held
0: his own. Um and I don't With who, the late scratch for Bulls. And Dawson was injured too. Dawson was out too. So Elijah we were... Wilkinson played right tackle and then right. Moody or Nudy it, it's, I don't I can't remember if it starts with an M. Moody. Moody. M. It's Moody. Yeah, uh played at right guard.
2: He played very well too for a rookie. Yeah, game, collectively so that, I mean that
0: group you like, know, not to say that the Panthers pass rushes anything really to write home about, but um to have you know such a makeshift offensive right. line in this I game. Mean, if we would play, say if, if, if Luke keekley the would
2: play. have been out there, we might have been talking a bit different. But um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, he retired. But um Yeah, praise the Lord. Overall, I mean they just it it, it was all three phases of the game looked good. Deonte Spencer, man, almost threw the TV out. Almost, <laughs> almost threw the TV out the window
0: in <laughs> happiness, dude. And that punt return for the touchdown—it looked like it was going to be atrocious. I thought he because he, he, he started running into his own dude, running <laughs> into his own guy, and then had to work his way around that around. guy. He went around. That was just pure speed.
2: That's pure yeah. speed. Um, every every week, I'm liking KJ Hamler more and more.
0: Yeah, he's he's improving a lot. He's improving um, a lot. He's
1: he's fast.
0: He's very fast. He's still, <laughs> I think, top ten or so in drops this year. Yeah, he's this had a couple drops. Him good. and
1: him
2: and Judy have had the little Judy's you know, not dropped Judy <laughs> not as bad. Judy no. is
0: ranked like. 84th or something judy is ranked on the exact same percentile as Devonte adams in regards to drops yeah, not really worried good. about that's him that's,
2: <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good company to be he like. had
0: a couple early on that we were worried about and i think it's just kind of been the stigma has lasted um but i don't think it's accurate
2: troy fumigali looked like demarius thomas <laughs> On that it looked like a Demaryius pass?
0: Thomas screen.
1: It did, <laughs> although it, it, yeah, it kind of did. It, it, it Fant, looked same style. If Fant had caught that pass, it, it, would, would, have have really yeah. it yeah. would have been a touchdown. Touchdown. Yeah, it would have been a
0: touchdown. One hundred percent. That's a play designed for Fant. For oh, sure. that is a Fant play. But I, I was yeah. like, when when he caught that,
2: I was loving the screen passes. I was loving. Yeah, it, me it too. Just, we've been waiting for Mixing all season. The
0: play calling.
2: See, yeah. this did this didn't look like a Pat yeah. Schumer. This didn't look like Pat Shermer offense. This looked like, um. A Rich Scangarello offense. This looked like the Mm -hmm. offense we were running last year. And that's when Locke Locke succeeded.
0: Yeah, it just looked like they they were more willing to call screen plays, short passes to the Titans. And I think a lot of that has to do with Locke being willing to take those shorter underneath routes and letting the deep open up because, you know, secondaries start creeping up. When they creep up, that's when he audibles got Hamler deep. Like that's what I love to see. I love to see. If finally, he uh, listens
2: to Brett Rippen. If if there's anything you know about, if there's anything you know about Boise State quarterbacks, they might not have all. Smart. They might not have all the intangibles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're all going to be good. Coaches. They have the intangible. Yeah. Yeah. They're smart. They're smart. Right. They're smart yeah. and They're well liked. Uh, yeah. And Brett Rippen. <laughs> he's got a. Uh, honestly this is kind of funny to say but he's got a, about as much of a chance of being a, a franchise quarterback as uh one Tom Brady did but Tom Brady was not well recruited out of college um at all now of course <laughs> if you ever watch I'm his by combine, no means saying it is sad. that he's the next Tom Brady but the, the, the reality is Tom Brady was not expected to be a franchise or even a starter dude in
2: the he NFL. had a, he had a dad bod when he was 22.
0: Yeah, he did. And and he just, <laughs> he was intelligent. And he has a good he, arm. You know,
1: he has a real good arm. He was
0: intelligent, but he just, he he didn't have much else, you know? He didn't have as many of the physical tool, tools. No, he was definitely not athletic. Of, yeah, not athletic at all. Um, and again, I don't, I'm not saying that Brett Rippon is the next Tom Brady, but he's, you he, know. He, he doesn't have Brady's arm. The,
1: yeah, he's smart, but he's he's lacking in the physical tools, that's for sure. Exactly, exactly.
2: And Melvin Gordon so, had a great
1: game. Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Gordon looked good.
0: Mel, you know, and to to Kevin's point off the air, uh Melvin Gordon has really really turned it on the last I think the last 3 games three not games, including yeah. the Saints game. Yeah, You're on, on that. The this, Saints game.
1: The, the, yeah, the so last 3 games discounting the bogus game against the Saints. Doesn't count. Uh, mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon 43 rushes. 283 yards, averaging 6.5 yards per carry. Now, he had the one big 60-yard pop, but a lot of his runs are tough yards. I mean, The guy just mm-hmm. grinds. His legs never stop. I think I mentioned last week he's third in the NFL in um, – yards broken after tackles. the first hit like broken tackles mm-hmm. and i just Oh or yeah that. maybe
0: it was yards after contact yeah 22. i just
1: yeah large, yards after contact or broken tackles probably one and the same but uh yeah he's just inspiring the way he runs and he's not yeah, the most like, elusive guy he just he just grinds it out i mean, it, it, it's it, it,
2: it, it, not huge it's runs fun. but there it's like it's not huge runs it's like but he's now he's constantly getting those nine 11 yeah. yard runs all we're all we're asking you to do is move the chains. Move, and you're moving chain the chains. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's and it's it's good to see because obviously we gave him the contract that we gave him. And you know, up to, up to that point he hadn't really been living up to it, you know. I mean, I've all I've made the argument that he didn't live up to getting the contract in the first place based on his previous, you know, six years in the league, one thousand yard season and four yards of carry average is very average, very mediocre. And so to see him start to come alive towards the end of the season is huge. And that's what they paid him for. They paid him to to be able to make first downs and close out games, so to speak. Uh, but you can see that there's still an apprehensiveness because of his fumbling issues that they had Philip Lindsay in the game, the last couple of drives. Um, to close out the game instead of Melvin Gordon, and that's mm-hmm. because Philip Lindsay doesn't fumble the ball. True, uh, and I think they d- they didn't want to take that risk. Lindsay, on the other hand, has not looked great the last two weeks. Um, he has not been the decisive, great vision, cut you know one cut runner that we've come to know the last couple of years, and even earlier in this season. Um, and I don't know if it's you know I don't know if it's a product of kind of dealing with that. You know, little injury he had a couple weeks ago, um, but obviously we're hoping that he turns things around and still hoping he gets resigned. He's a restricted free agent, so not unrestricted, uh, so that helps our chances a little bit. But, but the one area that he looked great in in this game, which has been his, the hole in his game up to this point has been was been pass protection, and this is the the game where his pass protection actually really stood out to me and and you know they had him in on some goal line sets that ended up being play action throws you know had the touchdown to Vinette and touchdown to Tim Patrick Phil lindsey was in on both of those plays and and landed key blocks on both of those on both of those play action uh uh passes as well as his, his biggest one I think was the long one of the long touchdowns to KJ Hamler uh, where he landed a key block so Obviously, we we hope that he's able to kind of get back to his normal self in terms of running the ball, but to see him uh, excel in the one area that he has historically not excelled uh, was great. Was great to see. And I want to talk
2: about uh, our new, which is my favorite number in Broncos history. Our new number twenty seven.
0: <laughs> Will Parks. Will Parks,
2: back. Yeah. A huge sack.
0: Um, which and kind he of, just kept scaring him further back, yeah. Yeah, he just kept, he's like, All right, well, where are you gonna go,
2: dude? Like, where are you gonna go? I'm gonna you. <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's like, you know, got uh, the funniest part is, it's like he's got Steve Atwater's number, which is my all time favorite Bronco, yeah. Um, uh, a guy that I think we should have drafted in the second round, if not the first round of the uh, in the second round. Um, was absolutely lighting everybody up again. Jeremy Chin, who is... I was going to mention him, who Nephi- is Atwater's he's nephew, amazing. nephew. He's, he's looks a freak. just like Atwater. I know. He plays linebacker. Just like
0: Atwater, yeah,
2: he mm-hmm. looks good. Yeah, I mean, dude, Jeremy he, Chin. He he, he what he destroyed. Um, I mean, he was he was in there so quick on that uh on that uh fumble when he oh, sat yeah. in the Drew sack Lock fumble. Had no chance. No, Jeremy Chin he was had in no there. No
0: chance.
2: Hey, he didn't even. He blinked once, that dude was right
0: there. You almost want to call it like a completely turnover free game for Drew Locke, even though he had that fumble. That because was, there was nobody holds onto
1: that ball. That in this was situation. a takeaway, no. not a turnover. That was that take was away. unreal
0: how fast that happened. I was like, What
1: just yeah. happened? That's at He almost real beat line. the ball there. Almost beat the ball there. It was unreal. He
0: almost, Jeremy a- Chen and Chase Young. Are the they're two g- they're going rookies for, uh, of
2: the year. They're, yeah, they're going yeah. for uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year.
1: And Chin yeah. might get it. Bloody he shame. Might get we it. It. I mean, why didn't we draft him? Come Dude, on. He, Atwater is his uncle. He, sh-
2: he should have been 27. I love
0: Will Parks. He should have been 27.
1: I know. We didn't well, draft him because then, we, went, then, we took Hamler.
0: Then we either don't draft K.J. Hamler or Jerry Judy. Uh, no, it's Hamler. I'd give up Hamler. Hamler I think I'll guy. give up
2: Hamler for Chen, too. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I think so, a hard Sorry, number 30. Because then, you can, then, then you, can let, you can get Kareem Jackson off the books. Yep. Open up that money. No, I, we love I Kareem love, Jackson. do love here. Jackson. Don't, don't get me wrong. We love Kareem Jackson. But Justin Simmons is the priority. Yeah, yeah but that guy's just a missile wherever he goes. They, they catch
2: that ball in the flat. Number 22 is there.
1: Oh, yeah. Every time I love you. Ja- I, I love I love Kareem Jackson. This is not to say that I don't with like bad guys. intentions. He's there. He's coming
2: to end <laughs> careers, I and swear he's to not God. very big.
0: No, For no how he's hard not. He hits. He's not very big. He, no. he's he, like a buck ninety. Like he's not. He's like five ten. I think. Yeah, yeah he, he plays like
2: defense. he's six four, he, two thirty. He, oh, he plays <laughs> so, like
1: he's large. I don't know how he generates he so, his so much. As a corner. He, he just so generates speed. A, a lot of power. That guy, he you does. know, for his for his frame, he just generates every ounce of power he has in him. It's it, uh, he gets, he get,
0: he get, he makes use of all of it. That's for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Great um, technique. It's it's mindset. He is. Ferocious. Yeah, and I
0: hate you know I hate to talk about this, uh, but the our cornerback room. Look, first of all, Fangio. Every week, I know we gave up twenty seven points. But every week he's he's making a, a an obliterated defense in terms of injuries look like a top ten defense every it's week. It's crazy. It's crazy. crazy Obviously we're th- we're without AJ Boye because of the suspension now. Bobby is still injured, and then we lost Duke Dawson for the year, lost Kevin Tolliver for the year. So we are now down five, five. quarterbacks. Five. Five. No A.J. Boye and no Bryce Callahan, no Kevin Tolliver, no Isang Bassey, and no Duke Dawson. And yet our, our corners are somehow holding up. I mean, to a certain degree. Obviously, again, we gave up 27 points. There's going to be holes. But to do with this group what he's been able to do is unreal. Obviously, Will Parks, uh, having him back is huge because he's going to be playing more corner than safety these last few games. True. Um, in the nickel primarily, and man, to have him come in, you know, just and then be playing the next week he knows in a very large role.
1: Uh, although him playing corner does frighten me a little bit, like him checking digs for Buffalo could be scary. But y- you know what? He's about the best we have on the team right now. Yeah, it's, oh, Bosby's well, yeah. pretty good,
0: too. Should have gotten Prince of <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> or Logan yeah. Ryan. Just <laughs> all full circle. first. Full, full circle. circle. Uh, um. No, I mean, you know, another guy looked good, Jeremy Itachi. Uh, yeah, that sack. Got another good. sack, yep. He's he's looked good after, you know, because he was injured for, he was on, you know. IR. Not playing for a number of weeks early in the season. So, he's he started to look like a, a good rotational pass rusher. Of course, Malik Reed, Um Bradley Chubb didn't have any sacks, but I saw him in the backfield quite he often. He was
2: disruptive.
0: He was very disruptive, so. Uh, that that all looked good, you know. Justin Simmons being his normal self, um, kind of quarterbacking that defense. Him and well, Daisy actually,
2: they tried. gave him a half a sack, and then they took the sack, the half a sack away. They gave it, like, yeah. They took it away. Yeah.
0: They took it away. Uh, that was that went to Demarcus Walker. That's DeMarcus right. Walker. That was yeah. Demarcus Got Walker's been looking. Sack. Hey, that's another guy. I think what
2: when his third or third year starting to come around. Third. I think it's his third year. It might be right. Second round pick out of a uh, second Florida round state. pick. I remember
0: that. But man, defense. I mean, you, you know, you don't like giving up twenty seven points. Um, but the defense. I mean, especially with how handicapped they are. Uh, ton of credit to Fangio and you know Ed Donatel. How you know? And I <laughs> we always like to give the credit to Fangio. I'm sure Donatel has a has a large hand in it as well. So. We do need to give him credit um where credit's due for that as well. So yeah, I mean, shoot, we gotta gotta win. Drew Locke looked fantastic. Uh defense looked good again. Any any I mean, any anything else you guys want to cover
1: specifically with? Yeah, cu- a cu- couple things. I mean, you know, we had yeah. this uh you know, Fant went out pretty early, right? I think it was first quarter. The yeah, Wellness
2: it was the first series, right after the first series.
1: So mystery illness. Bowles, who has not missed a single game in his entire career, uh, didn't play. I just found out today. You know, both of these guys, Fant and Bowles, had some sort of uh, unspecified illness that was. They, they were throwing up. Uh, could have been. Um, I think a it's bug. food poisoning. Some sort of stomach bug, food, yeah. stomach bug, something like that. These. Fant expressed frustration today. He wanted to play. He felt healthy enough to play. Um, And the same thing for Bowles. But this was a a COVID protocol situation. If you show any symptoms that could potentially be COVID, you're not playing. That's why those guys weren't in there. Mm -hmm. So just for the record, uh, Bowles, it's unfortunate that the COVID protocol broke Bowles' streak. Of not missing a game, mm-hmm. uh, we won without him. We won without Fant, but that's the backstory there. And neither one of them um, uh, it wasn't for a lack positive. of toughness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not, it, it, yeah. Yeah, how many NFL players typically don't miss a game because of a head cold or a stomach virus? They should be out there. So I was a little concerned. Why aren't these guys toughing it out? That's the reason the NFL kept them out.
2: Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't have a sniffle without them. You know, quarantining you for fourteen True. days. True.
1: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no, you you feel like that movie. quarantine. you can't even have a box of Kleenex in your locker if the like. What is that for? It. What's that? Uh, nothing. There's nothing. No, to my,
2: okay. my, my tear ducts are leaking. I swear to God. Did you, did, did you sneeze? Did you, you sneeze? sneeze? <laughs> remember they, remember what? was that thing they used to say? When they said a couple months ago, yeah, you used to cough to cover a fart, but now you fart to cover a cough. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man if you cough nowadays
2: oh dude oh you yeah. got the cops oh well, they hit you with on the you they, 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 they hit you with that ike turner
0: look you got those eyeballs <laughs> um so broncos enter this coming week against the buffalo bills at home as 6.5, 6.5 point underdogs the bills are 10 and 3 and potentially what second maybe second or third best team in the AFC uh, i would say Kansas City is number 1 and then you have the bills and the steelers but the steelers look like they've been i go bills slipping. on that one dude I the bills, bills eats, yeah so bills beat them bills beat them and uh the bills just look dominant at times and so Josh Allen, of course, you know, the talk of the town with him in his third season. Finally, something has sparked in his career. MVP you know, candidate. Yeah, yeah, and there's not a lot of guys this happens for where, you know, if they're in the bottom of the league in their second season, it's very rare for a quarterback to elevate after that. Two occasions in which that has happened, Josh Allen. Another occasion in which it happened. Drew Brees, yeah, Drew Brees and they'll be was you can, very yeah. low. Yep, in his second season, um, and also his third season, two thousand two. Uh, no, it was later than that. It was like two thousand because he wasn't drafted until two thousand and. Well, he might because he was well. He was traded in two thousand five. I want to say four. Phillip Rivers got drafted in two thousand four. Yeah. Oh he yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. sat on the bench for that's a year. Right. Yeah. Um, and then so it was. It was Drew Brees for 15 games that year. Then Doug Flutie came in, and Phil Rivers came in that in the week 16, and then they traded him in the off season. Um, but yeah, those are the two occasions in which that's happened. Josh Allen, obviously MVP candidate. Stephon Diggs playing like a man on fire. First receiver to 100 100 catches this year. Um, that's insane.
1: What a great pick. Up and the defense, the, the
0: defense was actually, as far as the Sean McDermott era has been in Buffalo, the defense has been the strong point, but this year it's been middling at best until recently. Now the defense has come on of late and started to make a lot of plays. And so who expectations for this game, expectations for this game. Um, what do you guys think? I, I, Ian, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, I mean what what do you think first of all what do you think the Broncos have to do to potentially spoil and upset the Bills in Denver and uh what, what do you think the chances of that happening are Uh they're it's probably unlikely.
2: The Bills are kind of on a tear right now. Um, yeah. there was a very short period of time where Josh Allen kind of went came back to earth a little bit. Yeah, but then he was like, hold on, hold my beer, I'm coming back. So he's playing a lot better. He's playing like he was at the beginning of the season. Um uh, you gotta lock down how you beat how you beat the Bills is you lock down their wide receivers because they can't run the ball. Singletary can't run the ball. It just it just he can't run the ball. Uh Moss hasn't shown up as a rookie this year so far. I mean, well, Singletary has looked good. Well, he had that one games. run. He had that one run where he went for like eighty yards last weekend. Um, and I was like, "Oh, where? You know, where was that?" Um, but you got to lock down the receivers, and it, for us as, as an offensive team, we got to play literally the exact same game we played against the Panthers. Run the ball. Run the ball. Run the ball. Play action. Play action pass. It's, and got to be from under well, center. Also, yeah,
0: just taking what the defense gives you on those mm-hmm. passes. Exactly, because... Not, not forcing. Don't
2: force. Because mm-hmm. this is not a team you want to force because they can put up points very
0: quickly. So... yeah, Oh, yeah, and their secondary can take the ball away in a heartbeat. Oh, with a quickness. And yeah. like we said before,
2: Vic Fangio is making, you know, clay out of paper mache We don't but this is going to be a, an actual true like it, Bridgewater's okay. He's an okay quarterback. He's not Josh Allen.
0: Yeah, Brid- Bridgewater is it was is, is an average or slightly above average starter.
2: Right. I'd say slightly above say. average, slightly. Yeah. I mean, he could he's serviceable. Is he a franchise he's guy? Of the road. Not starter. really. Middle but, of the road uh, starter. But now you got a guy that can chuck the ball 70 yards. And then he can run over <laughs> yeah. your. He can run. I mean, he literally can run over your. Uh, your linebackers.
0: Anybody. Anybody. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The guys. He's. He's. He's brutal. Um, so. And. And he will, and he runs very well. Yeah, and one of our bright spots has been containing quarterbacks. So. I mean, we contained most of the quarterbacks we played this year. So even Mahomes to even a Mahomes. large degree. Especially the first time we played him. Hmm. Um. But uh, I'm not seeing a victory on this one. But I think they keep it close. I think it's 28,
0: 24, 28, 24. But okay, you, but, but but Bills. Oh. Bills. How about you, Kevin? What do you think?
1: Wow. Well, yeah, the Bills are playing incredibly well. Uh, Josh Allen, of course, is lightning it, lighting it up. Uh, I th- do not. <laughs> Put it this way. Um, I think there will be a lot of receivers uh, wearing Bills uniforms that are, are running free in our secondary. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think Allen is going to hit a lot of these receivers for uh, a lot of yards and a lot of points. And because of that, I think we're going to have a difficult time with basic game script. Uh, I think we are going to be forced to throw and throw often. uh, And therefore, that's going to take away the the play-action threat uh, that worked so well for us um, this last week. So I think it's going to be an incredibly difficult game for us, particularly with how beat up we are on defense. Uh, I'd feel much better if we had our defensive starters in the secondary there. um, And we could... um, you know, slow them down, but I think we're going to have a difficult time slowing down Buffalo's offense. And on on, you know, when we have the ball, we talked earlier with 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 Gordon's running running great. You know, um, and, and if we don't turn the ball over, uh, maybe we push the game into the second half where we have a, uh, we have a, a, a shot at, at pulling it out. But, you know, I, I think, um, it's an inc- incredible tall order for us, um, in spite of the great victory and the momentum we have coming in, the bills are just a vastly superior team, uh, to the Broncos right now. Um, so I think, uh, the, and the bills are playing for something clearly, uh, they're playing for home field. Um, so, yes, I'm going to say the Bills are going to win 30-17.
2: Um, I'm hoping for a trap game for the Bills. Hope we're the Hoping trap. for a
0: trap game. You know, the, the game <laughs> that comes
1: to mind is
0: Saints-Eagles this past week. Uh, that's good. J- J- Jalen Hurts, you know,
2: that's a, that's a actually a good one.
0: And I don't know if that's uh, – I don't know if that's – I don't know if, you know, Sean Payton's type of coach is going to – overlook an opponent opponent or or you know or the product of you know the eagles being able to play free and loose because kind of the pressures off of them because' essentially they're not playing for anything you know uh i mean technically they have an outside chance of you know getting <laughs> Getting in the playoffs because of that poor division, but but if you think
2: about this Washington just real is... quick, if you think about this real quick, the Broncos are actually still playing for something because we still we these last three games, we still want to see what Locke has. Can you play oh, these three games? Who, uh, they're all winning teams. Yeah. So and I mean it's a, it's a really kind of a hard last three games
0: to play. So if you get mm-hmm. if you if you get, if you go eight and eight. Oh, if he wins these last 3 games in a row after playing after playing that game. Yeah.
2: Mhm.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's good. All in That's bed. very good. Um <laughs> but so 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 as I was saying, so Washington I think is going to take a, you know I think they've kind of established themselves as the best team in the NFC East with Alex Smith ever since he's taken over at quarterback. Comeback player of the year, by the way. Um 100%. Yeah. yeah, 100%. So um I think the Eagles probably know that they're able to play a little bit more free and loose, not as much pressure on them. Uh, and, and and kind of to your guys' point, I mean, the Bills are a superior team. You know, it's we hate to say it because we don't want to ever <laughs> diss our Broncos, but that's just that's just the fact. It's just the it truth. is what it is. Listen, if we were at full they, strength,
1: you know, and, you know, in terms of our starters out there, they're not vastly superior talent wise.
2: I'd say we were right? superior. Potentially, if we had I mean, everybody.
1: There's, yeah,
0: I'd say it'd be much closer. I mean, if we much had closer. all of our starters, yeah. oh man, yeah, you'd be, be much, much closer because you got Cortland Sutton, you got Vaughn Miller, you got Jarrell Casey, you got AJ Boye, Bryce Callahan, <laughs> going on two and two on. Or three, or wide receivers or three in the or, league this year. Yeah. Uh, so, but as it stands right now, I mean, Bills are are ten and three, superior team, um, and you know MVP caliber quarterback at, you know, the way he's playing right now and defense coming alive. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we have, to, if we want a chance to win this game, we have to continue to use both running backs. Um, even if the run isn't working, you have to establish the run. Even if you only get three yards of carry, you have to keep with that, um, in order to open up other things. I think you have to keep using both running backs in this past game. They used both Phil Lindsay and Melvin Gordon in the passing game, as well as in the running game. I mm-hmm. think you have to continue with that trend. And we all know, I mean, Phil Lindsay, he's shown it consistently in his, you know, short career so far. He's not going to stay down for long. He's not going to have uh, these issues with his vision or his burst. Uh, now, a couple times, I mean, you saw, you know, obviously the defense, you know, giving up everything to stop the run and, you know, guys hitting him in the backfield. But, you know, I think Phil he, it's he's never far off from coming back to life. You know, I don't think that's – so I think you have to continue using both of them. And Locke just has to continue what he did in this past game, is to let the defense dictate where to throw the ball. Don't pre-establish, hey, I'm going to throw here. Uh, but do your high-low reads and make sure you know where your second read is going to be. That way, if that first deep shot that you want to take isn't there, you know where to check it down. He did a great job of this against the Panthers. Uh, It's going to be more difficult to do it against the Bills. The Bills are better defense. Uh, They're not. They don't have the greatest pass rush on the planet, uh, but their secondary is far superior uh, than the Panthers overall. You know, Panthers have Jeremy Chen, but their overall secondary is much much more superior. So. so yeah, I think Ian, to your point, similar game plan to what you had to do with the Panthers, um, right? And just executing that game plan, I you know ha- I really hope Noah Fant's back in this game because we be. saw that Locke was willing to take those uh, underneath passes. throws to the tight ends. So if you have those throws to the tight ends, except that tight end is Noah Fant, oh yeah, you're do- you're gonna do even better. You're gonna yeah. do even and, better and and if Nick Nett's
2: catching touchdown passes. Imagine it what no the fan's going to do. No kidding. Exactly. It, exactly. But the
1: spotlight is on Schumer again. He's got to step it up and get really creative with this game plan. Build on exactly what Austin was saying. Build on what was clearly working last week. Yeah. And you took a quarterback who was struggling um, and you start giving this guy some confidence and then mm-hmm. the whole the whole offense starts to step up. Everyone starts yeah. playing better, right? Man, we're converting passes and first downs, and we things were working. Now Buffalo's yeah. seen the seen the film of the game, right? They might be a little better prepared, but that's what Schumer's being paid for. He's a veteran yeah. offensive coordinator. He's got some great skill players on offense, even with the injuries. We have got a lot of good skill players. Let's use them and uh, devise a great game plan. And, and you're uh,
0: and and yeah, and your only two pro ballers are in the backfield. Yep. You're only two Pro Bowlers in the offense. are in the backfield, so you got to keep with that. Got to cre- get. And, and here's the thing: <laughs> our secondary is obliterated, and we know that. Stephon Diggs is going to get free in this game at some point or another. You also have Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley, who's essentially a poor man's Julian Edelman, um, that type who just knows how to quickness get open, get open quickly. Um, and so, with our secondary the way that it is there's going to be receivers getting open and we're going to be giving up some yards. Kind of like the chiefs were the chiefs were getting a ton of yards between the twenties. But I think the key to this game defensively is going to be red zone. Defense is going to be, can we stop them once they get inside the 20? Uh, If we can do that, like we did the chiefs chiefs, obviously being an elite team in the NFL. If we can do it against the chiefs, we can, we have the potential of doing it against the, uh, the bills. Um, and, that, and, and that was largely scheme, you know, doing against the chiefs was largely scheme and play calling defensively. Um, because we were, we weren't as ravaged with injuries, but we were still ravaged with injuries in that game. So, uh, do I think it's going to be enough to, to win the game? No, but this is what they would have to do in order to win the game. I do not think that we're going to win the game. Unfortunately, um, but I do think there's a chance. I do I definitely think there's a chance. Uh, it's an outside chance, but a chance nonetheless. Um I would say so I I I know you said Ian, what was your prediction? I, I forgot. I know. Twenty-eight, Kevin's twenty-four, thirty twenty four. Thirty to seventeen. Twenty 24. 24 Yeah. I would say so I'm thinking you know, I think that our offense is gonna maintain a little bit of the momentum. Um so I'm thinking we are gonna lose, unfortunately. Uh but I think it's gonna be thirty four twenty eight.
1: Sounds- Can I uh, add a little levity to this uh, Buffalo Bills discussion, just briefly? Um, have yeah. you guys ever have you guys ever thought much of the nickname uh, of the Buffalo football team, the Bills? The Bills. Uh, I mean, I have. In what regard? <laughs> I never knew what it really so, meant. Though. So, so Buffalo Bills is a play on words, right? Because there was Buffalo Bill, Cody. The gunslinger, the gunslinger. Where's Buffalo? Where's Buffalo Bill from? Colorado. Yeah. Buffalo Bill is from Colorado. He died in Denver. Okay, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Not. He never lived in Buffalo, New York, or he never. I don't even think he ever set foot on the East Coast. No, no. Buffalo he was. Bill, he was. Cody. From, he. He hung out in Deadwood all the time. Exactly. Your dad would know that. And buffaloes. I'm talking about the mammal. Yeah. No, Buffal- nowhere bu- near there. They're they're not indigenous to New York. No, they're in (laughs) in Montana. Upstate New York. (laughs) They're they're hanging out in Manhattan or upstate New York. So how does Buffalo come up with Buffalo Bills as a nickname? I mean, the alliteration is there, I guess, if that's the proper expression. It doesn't rhyme exactly, but it flows. It's just kind of a weird nickname. Yeah. Buffalo Bill is from Colorado, right? This gives us extra incentive to beat these guys. They These took are. our mascot. They took our mascot. <laughs> Buffalo Bills is a fraud of a team name, is the point I wanted to get You're across. You're a Absolute fraud. fraud. <laughs> it's ridiculous. There's no Bills oh, up there. A Buffalo's there's a Buffalo up there. There's only one professional franchise that has a worse team name than the Buffalo Bills. Football team. It, it, or a professional uh, 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 sports team. The Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies.
0: Just mm-hmm. chew like
1: chewing. It did but Phillies, I mean what was what was that <laughs> what does it mean? What was that um meeting room like? Okay, guys, we we need to come up with a nickname. All right. Uh Philadelphia Phil Phil Phillies. Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> Boom. Let's Boom. go to lunch. Nailed it. It's
2: the same uh, name. It,
1: it, what you, <laughs> Philadelphia, Philadelphia And everyone
2: yep. signed off on it.
1: Yeah, they yeah. yeah. It's Buffalo, like, oh, yeah, so,
2: yeah, what are you, the New York New Yorkers? Yeah, the New York,
1: <laughs> exactly. You'll never think of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yeah, the it's Santa not bad, day. actually. Hold on. And If I was Buffalo Bills family, I would be perplexed. You know, he, he, he never perplexed. Said it, perplexed. He's what just is livid, this? livid that they're using you, his,
0: his likeness. Is, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, dare
2: yeah, they. It's, yeah, they should just change that, that helmet. With just five aces?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh,
2: man. <laughs> there it is.
0: The, the aces up the oh, sleep well. trick. <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, our thoughts on this coming game against the Buffalo Bills. The but team it could, but it could be a, playing but it, an important tra- role tra- could in this game. be a game. game, though. We could. If could I, be if a trap we, game.
2: If I would be so happy if we came out there and just oh, man, stomped be... the hell out of them.
0: Oh, man. I would be... I would be in heaven, euphoria. We should euphoria we should use this
1: the, the stadium jumbotron, right? Just have a huge picture of Buffalo Bill the whole game, the whole <laughs> the game. Whole just game. have it there, just there, and, and, and let, underneath, and let let the players figure out if, who it is. Yeah, Colorado zone, like, is... Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yeah, cause remember, he I, got, I don't even he think got put shot for cheating. You
0: can put Colorado's own, but don't even put, put the name because half those players will have no They'll idea. Have no clue. They'll be left like trying to figure it out, distracted from the game. Who's this guy on the on the Megatron? Who's like, that black and white? What, what the? Heck? What is that from? What? Who is that? What is that what is photo? Is
2: yeah, like, but how we how just do, he... do. Yeah, but we, we don't on the jumbotron. Coach hide in his face on the on the jumbotron. We never play the plays. It's just his photo.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, who is that
0: guy? <laughs> no, it's, sort and, of like. No, and when you do the replays, you have Buffalo Bill's face plastered on the helmet of whichever replay you're doing, of the, whatever Buffalo Bill player you have. Or, no, uh,
2: how, how, how about they have the actual, like this? So they got the picture of Buffalo Bill. Every time they make a mistake, they just zoom in on the guy's face, on Buffalo Bill's <laughs> face.
0: <laughs> 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 just zoomed in. <laughs>
1: Oh man! By the way, if you asked every nuts. if you asked every member of the Los Angeles Clippers what a clipper was, they don't know. How, how many would know? They don't know what a ship is. <laughs> yeah, they don't. It's a clipper. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Buffalo Bill. We should. Buffalo Bills player Josh Allen would know. Josh Allen would know because he's from Wyoming. Wyoming. But the other and guys there is no a clue. Buffalo, Wyoming. Yes, there. Well, there is did not know there's that there's a buffalo it's like one? the
0: lakers oh, dude a, they're nowhere
2: a, near a lake oh because
1: uh, they, originated from, they originated. originated from minnesota it's cuz of minnesota it originated from minnesota land of 10,000 lakes and by the way yep. that's also a lie it's not there's 10, 30, there's lakes. Thir- there's oh, 13, getting there's 13,000 lakes in minnesota google it but 10,000 <laughs> just 10,000 just sounded better so they went
0: with we it. are just derailing <laughs> yeah now now <laughs> the, the indians have to
1: change that. their name You mean derailed is what you meant to say.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Anyways, we're going to go ahead and close this up. We're giddy after
1: a victory. We're giddy after a victory, Yeah, we get a victory. We start to
0: feel a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more light. But, anyways, we're going to go ahead and close this up. So, um, thank you, listeners, for tuning in, for uh, giving us a chance to rattle about the uh, Denver Broncos. And if you enjoy the fan perspective versus the – expert quote unquote analysis uh, then please feel free to like, subscribe, or share um, follow any any of the things that you like to do with your podcast we uh, very much appreciate it um, and in any case we'll be tuning with you next week hoping for a Buffalo Bills loss and a Denver Broncos victory um, so from Kevin, from Ian, from myself, thank you for listening to the Bronx Podcast <laughs>